Have you seen the story in the New York Post today about a Danish journalist who was doing an interview at a sex club? Oh, I saw the I saw the story, but I didn't read it. So explain to me what's going on. So she's doing an interview. She's interviewing somebody at the sex club. Yeah. So she's in America okay. doing an interview. Well, you know, it's a club near Copenhagen. Sorry. Uh, so I guess she's in Copenhagen. She's doing mm. an interview for the radio for Radio 4 in Denmark. Okay. So she's sitting there talking to the guy, interviewing him, saying, you know, What's it like being in the swingers club and, and how often do you do this? Five minutes into the interview, they're doing it. What? Yeah. And the recorder is still going. Uh, please tell me you have the audio of this. <laughs> we have audio of this. Excellent. So this is her wow. interviewing the guy and I guess he's naked. I mean, you've been to these clubs I have. Yeah. I, so. Well, let me let me just let me preface it by saying that I had a boss who frequented sex clubs, and this was like when bosses were still able to ask you to do stuff like this, and it wasn't sexual harassment. I was really close with my boss, and he went to sex clubs on a regular basis, and he had this one woman that he would go with all the time, but she was in Europe for the summer or something. So he said, "Coopy, do me a favor." Come with me to this sex club. You don't have to do anything. You don't you just have to because you can't you can't go in as a single guy. You have to come in as a couple. Right. So he asked me as a favor to go in to the sex club with him. And he went into uh, uh, several rooms, but he went into one room and I didn't want to see. I didn't want to watch my boss. But there sex, was, obviously there were people walking around naked. Everybody was naked except for me. I had a towel wrapped around me because they give you a towel when you walk in. Right. Because you, you can't have your clothes on. So you have to take your clothes off, but they do give you a towel. So I was wrapped in a towel, sitting at the breakfast bar, eating eggs. Yeah, there, there, the, there's food. Yeah, there's this food because they don't there's no alcohol because it's a sex club and it's New York. Um, so I was I had some. So I sat down at the breakfast bar and uh, I had some scrambled eggs and asked the naked guy next to me to pass the salt. And it was just like this really. Yeah, but it was weird. Like people, it, I'm the message was clear to people that I was not there for sex because I was eating eggs wrapped up tightly in a towel. So in a corner, no, shaking in a corner, shaking. So nobody approached me. Hmm. But um, apparently, this boss of mine, this is what he does. He goes on a regular basis. They knew his name. He had like a punch card, like it was the subway, <laughs> like a you membership know? thing. <laughs> like the a member- time you get in free, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like your tenth, your tenth. Your 10th hump, you get in free for the, after the 11th. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of crazy. And and one day I'll tell you the full story because there were a lot of funny things that went on at the club. But, um, yeah, people are literally just wa- walking around naked like it's no big deal. OK, so she's there with an uh, with a microphone interviewing people for the sex club. OK, explicit content. Yes. Yeah, so warning. Warning. Yeah. Warning. <laughs> She's got the mic wow. still going when she's interviewing this guy. And he's, I, I guess he looks good. And she's like, she's like, screw it. I'm single. It's my job. It's a sex club. I guess I got to do Well, it. it's not her job to have sex with a guy at a sex club on tape. But, you know, I mean, good for her. Good for committing to the bit. You know, that's one of the things they tell you in radio. <laughs> you got to commit to the bit. So yeah. I am. Um, I'm, I'm impressed with with that aspect of it. And look, you're right. I mean, um, hopefully they were practicing safe sex. 
hopefully they were practicing safe radio. But um, yeah, look, she'll be remembered for this. Right. Did she cross the line, though, when it comes to being a journalist? Well, yeah, because the idea of being a journalist, you're supposed to be an outside observer. You're not supposed to participate. Like if I'm a journalist and I'm there, I don't know, let's say there's a rally or something and people are picketing or they're running around with signs. I'm not going to I'm not expected to pick up a sign and then go join the march. I'm there to cover the march, not to be part of the march. Yeah, but if you're part of the march, you can give a different perspective to the story. But then that's not journalism. You know, that's listen, they do have embedded journalists Mm -hmm. that do things. But this isn't this wasn't that she wasn't like embedded in the sex club where she was trying to. I don't know, out some sex ring that's going on there. No, she just she was interviewing the guy. She probably chose the guy. She thought he was hot. And while she was interviewing him, he made a pass at her and she was like, sure. And she didn't turn off her microphone for some bizarre reason. Yeah, because I keep thinking back, okay, if I'm this girl's boss, do I fire her for taking part in it? And I don't think I do. I mean, it was consensual. She's not dating. She's not married. Uh, Was it live? Was it live on air? (laughs) No, it wasn't live on air. It was recorded, but she didn't hit stop. She just kept the tape going. So I can imagine the poor editor going, the hell is this? (laughs) Okay, but so that's the point. So, okay, so does she get in trouble? No, because it wasn't live. So the actual edited piece was possibly just her interviewing people at the sex club, and that was it. Mm -hmm. And then this somehow got released because they probably made a decision that her going to a sex club is not interesting because anybody can go to a freaking sex club. Releasing her having sex at the sex club is really what's going to get them attention, international attention, because here we are talking about them. Yeah, Radio 4 in Denmark, you've never heard of them until today. Right. And now you're like, I want to send that place my resume right? because I want to work there now. Right. That place <laughs> sounds amazing. <laughs> um, big news last week was the Friends Reunion. And we had a lot of talk about the Friends Reunion and Matthew Perry. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. So now we get news today. Matthew Perry splits from his fiance. Yeah. So I think that was a long time coming. Cause if you remember, so he got engaged to this, I think she's a publicist or something. He got engaged to her. She's a little younger than he is. And then it came out that he was on Raya, which is that dating site for famous people and people like, you know, socialites or whatever, and really super hot women. Um, it came out that he was on Raya kind of trolling women. Like mm-hmm. he was trolling this like 19 year old girl who thought it was funny and was like making fun of him. Remember that, that, that video that went viral and she right, got kicked off right, of Raya right. because you're not. Supposed- yeah. Cause they met on Raya and then they got off Raya and they were like talking on FaceTime or something. And mm-hmm. she released the FaceTime video and Raya was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you're out of here. Um, so I think that kind of thing kind of turns people off. Um, the producer of the friends reunion came out and said, listen, To everybody who is concerned about Matthew Perry, who's like giving him crap, I was waiting for him to say on the set, he was blank or Mm -hmm. he was, you know, defending him at the reunion. It's not what he said. What he said was Matthew Perry has always been one of my favorite people to work with. He was always so always so funny on set. We've always had so much fun, you know, talking about him in the past, not acknowledging 
the bizarre way he was speaking and the fact that he barely spoke the whole reunion. So we wanted the producer of the reunion to tell us about that experience that we're all commenting on. We know you liked working with him. Mm -hmm. This isn't telling us anything new, but he felt like he had to step in and defend him because people were coming down on Matthew Perry going, is he drunk? Is he high? What's wrong with him? He was high. I mean, you could tell he was high when he was there. Um, And I hate to tell you how this story is going to end. Uh-oh. It's not going to end well. Okay. You know, I, I think the friends thing happened. A lot of press was, is out about how he acted and what his slurring words. And now we learn that he broke up from the engagement. It's only been since November that they've been engaged. This is right. not going to end up well. This guy, if it, he's barely teetering on the edge now. So I think this pushes him right over the edge. And I, I, I think that we're going to be talking about this in a few weeks for a different reason. You mean like he's gone off the wagon, he's in rehab or something like that? There's something worse. I don't know. I don't think, I hope not. I mean, listen, that was, maybe it was a cry for help. There's enough people that are now on alert mm-hmm. that are around him. His fiance, who's a younger woman, was probably not able to handle the needs that he has right now, whatever they are, whatever's going on with him. So hopefully somebody in his life who loves him will step in and help him through whatever he's going through, just like they have in the past. I mean, he's admitted to alcohol use. He said he used to drink a fifth of vodka before the show or the night before and come come in hungover. He admitted to like heavy cocaine use. He said like seasons three, four and five. He had he doesn't remember any of it because he was so high the whole time. Like he's admitted to all of this. Yeah, but we see we have seen this story. I mean, right. it's called the Chris Farley story. It's called Amy Winehouse. Brittany, Brittany story. Murphy, Amy Brittany Winehouse. Mur- that's that's, you that's know, what you're thinking. Yeah, all these people. It didn't end up well, and we all saw it. We all saw Chris Farley going downhill, and when it happened, we were like, "I'm not surprised." Brittany Murphy, we were surprised. Amy Winehouse, we weren't surprised. Right. It's going to be the same with with Matthew Perry, I think. And it's a sad thing, but I don't think he's in a good place right now. I hope it doesn't get to that. Like I said, there's enough people. The alarm was sounded. He is around his old friends. For all we know, Matt LeBlanc or somebody like that has privately stepped up to help him. They Mm. wouldn't tell us. They wouldn't be like, don't worry, I got this. Like they, they just wouldn't do that. That's not. Remember, these are people that are very, they were very private when they were super famous. So. They're going to be private about it. I think that somebody is probably stepped up to help him at this point. I hope you're right.